0: want to talk to you guys about weird Microsoft stuff coming out for Unix, right? Now, Microsoft has a long, long history with Unix. It really really does. I mean, Microsoft had their own Unix distribution for a long time, which I should really do an article about. Um, But uh, what I'm specifically talking about is around the end of the 90s and into the very early 2000s but mostly the end of the 90s there were several different projects going on at Microsoft to bring the the common obvious Microsoft Windows applications over to unix specifically solaris and hpux those were the the primary ones there there were others in various stages of development but mostly solaris and to a la- lesser extent hpux i had the good pleasure of working on, on the team that was producing one of these which included the windows media player for solaris uh, which was a very much a real thing. Um, and so I've started trying to document this recently. Uh, I put up an article over on uh, lunduk.substack.com. Uh, Internet Explorer for Unix? Yes, it's real. <laughs> and uh, where I talk about uh, and show screenshots of Internet Explorer uh, and, and um, Outlook Express getting ported to Solaris, which is a very real thing. And I've even got, uh, not just in like screenshots up there, but instructions on how you can set up, um, and your own like Solaris in emulation. Cause you can actually emulate a spark station, an old sun spark station in QEMU, um, uh, which, uh, uh, actually Adafruit put up a, uh, a little tutorial on how to do it. And I linked to that and then uh, I linked to some of the the places where you can go, go and download Internet Explorer 4 for Solaris, as well as Outlook Express. And it, it works. It really does work. And it, it looks exactly like what you would expect. I mean, it's it's Internet Explorer with the same Internet Explorer interface and iconography and all of it, except with that uh, that uh, kind of CDE motif looking window... <laughs> <laughs> window borders, right? Which honestly makes it look way cooler. I mean, if, if I'm being honest, Internet Explorer four, uh, was n- <laughs> was never gonna win any beauty awards. But when it's running under the Common Desktop Environment under Solaris or HPUX, it looks so much cooler. Uh, it really does. Go go check out the the screenshots if you, if if you doubt me, it it really does work. And uh, it it blows my mind that it that it was there. And, uh, and, of course, I worked on uh, the team that brought Windows Media Player over to, to Solaris. I, the team was actually called the Windows Media Xplat Team for cross-platform. And what we did was we, at Microsoft, we ported the core parts of Windows Media Player, kind of with a focus on, like, the Windows Media streaming stuff, because that was, you know, that was back during the the competition with real networks and quick time. And everyone was trying to, to win a piece of the streaming video pie back then in the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, and, you know, real, real player and windows media and everyone was, was gunning for that. And so, we took uh this version of Windows Media Player, version 6.3, if memory serves. And that was kind of one of the last... Uh, it was this version of Windows Media Player that was very bare-bones looking. It was that square, you know, not crazy weird themes or anything. It was just a simple square media player. And it was focused on being able to play, you know, streaming video and audio. And we released a version of it for classic Mac OS. Like old classic mac os like mac os 8 and mac os 9 pre os 10 stuff right this was this was pre os 10 and uh and as well as solaris um and uh and that team also did some of the work on windows media player for uh for windows ce as well because for a long time windows ce the pocket pc stuff was really the red-headed stepchild of the windows media world <laughs> but anyway so i mostly worked on the mac version so um I mostly worked on the Mac version uh, and uh, the the entire dev team, if I remember correctly, um, really was mostly one guy. Uh, there was just this one dude who was kind of responsible for Windows Media Player for Solaris. And I've been trying really hard to track down Windows Media Player for Solaris and HP UX. And I have not been able to get a working copy. I linked to... Um, I linked to Windows Media Player 6.3 that's existing on an FTP site I found that's supposed to be the Solaris version, but I cannot get the darn thing to run. This is not like it's not something that I've done a million times in the past. I mean getting it up and running on versions of Solaris was literally my job for, for the better part of a year. Um, but for some reason, I just can't get this version of windows media player to run. Uh, if anyone else out there can, I would, I I would, I would love it. Uh, let me know how you do it. I link to everything that should be required over in that article, but I haven't been able to get it going myself. I'll try it again. I might've just done something stupid, but I would love to get it working properly, get a lot of screenshots of it, and and really document it. Because I feel like Microsoft was putting all this money into getting (laughs) some of their core applications running on Unix, right? On the Unix workstations of the late 90s. And that's kind of lost to history right? Like people laugh like, ah, Microsoft bringing Office to Linux. That would be crazy. Microsoft bringing a browser to Linux. What unheard of? No, Microsoft, Microsoft invests heavily in the Unix E world regularly, but it gets lost to history. And it just, this this stuff just gets mothballed. And I I really want to get this documented. So I've got, uh, all the details that i can get together up on how to get it up and running uh, for internet explorer and outlook express on solaris um, including two different versions system requirements all all that deal with some screenshots and whatnot but i'd like to get that going with windows media player as well and you should be able to get all of that running <clears throat> not all of it you should be able to get <laughs> you should be able to get ie and outlook express running on hpux as well um, which is which is super cool cuz actually before i worked uh, at Microsoft on, on these projects. Uh, I worked at Hewlett Packard specifically, um, like working on supporting HPUX and, and other, uh, uh, Unix workstations like Apollo workstations and whatnot. So I kind of came from the Unixy background, uh, before I went to Microsoft and then got to work on bringing Microsoft stuff to in part, Unix and, and classic Macs. And that was, that was just really, really cool. Um, and it's, it's interesting because later on in my in my illustrious Microsofty Redmond career, uh, I also worked over at uh, the Mac business unit. Uh, so I, for a couple of years, <clears throat> quite a few years, I worked on the team bringing uh, Microsoft Office over to Mac OS. Uh, this was at the very beginning of Mac OS 10. Uh so we were working on you know office for Mac OS X with Aqua uh long before it it even shipped you know retail and uh that was that was a lot of fun too it's it's interesting All, you know also a very Unix e system I I know I know I know Mac OS 10 is Unix certified blah 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 it's I don't know it's not anyway that's an argument I can have with with Mac people at various times, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting seeing how many things Microsoft has done with Unix over the years, and I really think this, this should all be documented, so if anyone out there can get Windows Media Player 6 up and running on a Solaris uh, emulated instance, uh, screenshot for me, man, uh, give me some screenshots, uh, let me know how you did it, maybe I'll give it another try uh, this next week, because uh, it would be great to document all of this, before it's gone, you know? I was, uh, I was looking at this really old version of, of DOS. Here, let me bring this up here. This is a, a, a total, a total side note here. Uh, let me bring up my, my draft here. There's this old version of DOS, um, called Wenden DOS, uh, Wendin. And it's this multitasking, multi-user MS-DOS compatible-ish system Uh, from the 1980s and it was developed by this really tiny company in Spokane Washington and it's fascinating it's a fascinating operating system like it really legitimately is and what's terribly sad is how much the knowledge of that system has just been lost to time and so I've been working on compiling everything that's possibly known about Wenden DOS. I mean, how many of you have been like, oh, you know, DOS was cool. I really liked Wendon DOS the best. Nobody says that. And I feel like that's a shame. Most people don't even know what Wenden DOS is. And it's, it's because it's not fully documented. It's not remembered. There's so much stuff within the computer history world that is just being lost. It's just, it's just evaporating from our collective consciousness. Uh, We're losing not just information about its existence, but screenshots and system requirements and code and functional binaries and all of it is just going away. And that's really sad. And so anyway, I've been, I've been looking at doing uh, some of this documentation or Wendon Doss and. And uh, and the various weird Microsoft endeavors into porting their Windows software to to Unix workstations and and all those sorts of things lately. And I find it tremendously satisfying, like as as I finish documenting each piece and publish it, I'm like, this is out there now. And so not only am I publishing it on Substack, I'm archiving it off and that way it'll go into PDF files that I can then publish later. So that information can just always exist and people can download it and, and store those PDFs and, and that information hopefully will just never go away again. And hopefully I can get a lot of this done before some of the people who worked on these things have passed on. You know, I mean, a lot of the, the great engineers that were working on things in the 70s and 80s, they're 175 million years old now. And we, we got we to gotta get this stuff documented before before we lose them. And some of the big things in life get well documented, but some of them really don't. And you know, some of the things that get really well documented aren't as well documented as it would seem. Like for instance, when you start talking about like the, the father of web browsing. Oh, well, you know, Tim Berners-Lee. You talk about the father of TCP IP. Oh, Vint Cerf. Vint Cerf for sure. But are they really? Does that does that really tell you who created those things? Now, in Vint Cerf's case, is, is he one of the main guys behind TCP? Yes. But where did TCP come from? Well, it came from Pup. Well, what the fart is a pup? And now, many of you who have, have followed me for a long time, you will have seen me talk about PUP. PUP came out of the Xerox side of things. And uh, PUP literally got pitched uh, in, a, in a meeting and Vint Cerf copied it. And that's where we get TCP. Um, and so there's, there's so many things. That's a gross exaggeration, by the way. But that's, there's so many things that are so important to computer history that just keep getting lost. And I don't want them to be lost. So anyway, uh, so if anyone gets Windows Media Player 6.3, uh, I think that's the only version that was ever released. It was, it was written specifically because Cisco had Spark stations, had Solaris workstations that it wanted to be able to support with streaming video. And it was using Windows Media for its streaming video. So it had a deal with Microsoft. There was money involved and contracts and whatnot. So Microsoft needed to provide Cisco with a version of Windows Media Player for Solaris, and so it might as well release it publicly, right? Never really promoted it heavily, but released it. Anyway, if anyone gets it working, let me know, and and take screenshots and send them in to me, man. I I need to get this documented heavily. I, I'm going to be trying to reach out as best as my, my addled old brain can handle it uh, to the guy that I worked with uh, at Microsoft, who specifically worked on Windows Media Player for Solaris, and see if I can just get a brain dump from him and just kind of write down all the stuff that, that he remembers from those days, from working on it. Because is it a big, important release? Probably not. But it's a really cool historical oddity, and I feel like it just needs to be documented anyway uh love everybody hope you're all having a great time uh today actually as is, as uh, is a case in point is my birthday I turned 473 years old today and uh, uh, I'm gonna be taking uh, some time to relax this afternoon uh, my wife is is still very sick uh, with the same illness that I've been fighting for. 800 years. Um, so she's still a bit sick, you know, nothing, you know, we're not going to the hospital or anything, but I got to take care of my, my lovely lady. So we're just going to be hanging around here and watching a movie or two, maybe play some video games and, and get some takeout and just kind of relax. And I hope you all have a great day. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you have an amazing life and I hope you get to do something really nerdy right now. I hope you get to install some piece of software or operating system somewhere it never should have been installed. (laughs) I hope you get to have a good time. And uh, anyway, I love y'all and I will talk to you a little later.